somebody told me later that there's an element of romance books that a lot of my books don't have, which is the declaration of love. Like the big scene where they say, I love you to each other or propose marriage. So I'm kind of cynical that way in that many of my books don't have that moment. Welcome to Book Laban, the first podcast about the Filipino reading community around the world. I'm Jaja Suge. And I'm Shani Tan. We're two friends with a lifelong obsession with reading who got stuck in traffic one day and decided that the world needed a podcast for Filipinos who love books. This is part two of our conversation with romance author Mina V. Esquera. So tell mm-hmm. us how you went from writing romance novels to starting romance class. So I started romance class in 2013 because I had actually experimented with, instead of writing contemporary romance with 20-something Pinoy's, I started writing YA with teenage characters and also a fantasy element because Twilight was big and Hunger Games was big and the same experiments that I was doing with contemporary romance, I was going to try to do with YA. But that made me commit to telling a trilogy story. And it took maybe almost two years of my time. And I said, since I'm not writing contemporary romance, how about I do a free class so others can write it while I'm writing something else? And then I made a Facebook group and 100 people signed up because it was free. And then I set a schedule, so it's online. They had to submit a 30,000-word manuscript at the end of six months. And about 50 people were actively participating. About 16, I think, finished a manuscript. 11 of those eventually self-published their work on Amazon. So that was the beginning of the community. Because now that the books were out, we needed to read them and support them. And the group that started out as the class became the group that would encourage each other to write more. The people who didn't finish that first time ended up joining another class or finishing later on. So that was the beginning of it. I think we've held the class like nine times since then. And yeah, so over 100 books have been published just by the different authors who've joined the class. And we've put them all together on a website called romanceclassbooks.com. It's all there. <laughs> so everybody, aside from you, was a first-time author? Or was it the first time they were writing romance? Actually, yeah. Majority of them would be first-time romance authors. If I recall correctly, some of them were in other writing communities. They were doing all these other genre things. Romance in English was very specific. <laughs> Back then, there was also the beginnings of Wattpad being very huge, but they were mostly writing in Tagalog and Taglish. So the romance in English community had to be a very specific group of people also. So that was how we defined ourselves. You had to write in English if you were to join the class and publish a book with a class. And that's what we read also. So these are all done with face-to-face workshops or with a combination of online? In the beginning, we tried to meet once a month. But all of it was delivered through email, actually. All the lessons. So we have people attending from Japan, from Dubai, in the U.S. They tend to be Filipino. Most of them are still Filipino who attend. But they don't necessarily have to be in the Philippines or in Manila. And actually, last year, I didn't even meet the class at all. I did a class from September to November last year. And I didn't even meet with them. 
you can participate without going to a classroom session and finish a book, actually. But you get to interact with each of them and yes. read all their work? The most fun part of a class is the first assignment. The first thing that a writer joining the class has to do is to write their idea like it's a back cover blurb or an Amazon description. Like It's as if the book already exists and now people are looking at the page or looking at the back cover and they're deciding if they want to buy it or not. And then I post it in the group without attributing it to the author. And people comment. So it's a Facebook group of about 200 people. <laughs> and then they see these blurbs. <laughs> and then they comment. Usually the reactions are, I would buy this. Where is this? <laughs> I would one-click this book. Or they give feedback. Like, I would buy this book if it were like this. Or I think you should change this about the book. Or this part of the book makes me uncomfortable. Or stuff like that. So you get feedback based on people who are planning to buy the book and read it. Right. So and it's that's not fun. just a master class that you're the one taking. No, I'm not telling people right. what to do. <laughs> I it's give a them Yeah, I give them guidance at least on how to present their work and then I throw it into a group of 200 people <laughs> and then things happen. <laughs> but that's what happens when the community gets involved because now you start to see that a book that somebody likes might be not someone else's thing. But the people who comment on your concept, if you're the author, you see that they're the ones who are invested. They're the ones who like it enough to say something about it. And usually that's your team. In that class, the people end up commenting on your concept. Like, for example, the main character is a doctor, and then someone in the group is a doctor, and they'll say, I'm a doctor. If you need help, <laughs> let me know. They'll volunteer because they want you to get it right. <laughs> or they want to like something that's very close to what their life is about. So they'll help you out. So you start to see the team that will form based on the people who are interested in your book. So that really gives it more value yes. for everyone who enrolls in the class. Romance class is still free for anyone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. It's amazing. It's so are, are you planning to bring it to that level where you can offer a paid class? What I did was I compiled the lessons from the first class into a PDF textbook that people can buy when there's no class ongoing. But that means it's self-paced. So you're kind of choosing your schedule, doing it however you want. It's different though when there's a class because everyone's ready. Everyone's ready to comment on your work. And there's maybe 30 concepts to be commented on at the same time. And it gets really fun. It's almost like a reality show where people can really get involved. Some people do buy the textbook and just do it on their own. And that's how I prefer to do it actually. I don't do classroom. So anybody can just join? Yeah, anybody can join. I do have some requirements now, though, to make sure that people know what they're getting into because it's not a grammar class. I don't teach grammar. If someone doesn't like romance as a genre or doesn't read it or doesn't normally enjoy it, they'll have a hard time with the class. So I try to talk to them first, maybe screen people who apply. Even if it's free, it's my time that's wasted when somebody has the wrong intentions or somebody just needs a lot of work <laughs> before they start writing a novel. It's our time that's wasted. So even if the class is free, I tried to remove time wasters. <laughs> but usually anybody who wants to write a romance novel and enjoys romance and wants Pinoy representation because sometimes people want to write romance but they don't actually want to write Filipino characters. So 
I have to tell them that this is probably not the best writing community for you because we're really looking for Filipino characters. So we can enjoy your book as readers, but we're probably not the community to help you write it because we're really going to push for Filipino representation. How do you safeguard against stealing of ideas because they're putting it out there Mm -hmm. in its raw stages? I mean, somebody can just go in and take it. That's the risk, I think, for any kind of story that you're publishing, especially when they publish and then everyone gets to read it. But I think, for one, I don't, I have an agreement with the authors that I don't read their manuscripts, even if they join the class. There's no case where they privately submit it and then I'm reading it. Also, it's, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to read every manuscript. But they submit their concepts, for example, in a form and then I post it as is in the group and at least there are 200 witnesses who see that this was a concept by somebody and even though it's posted without attribution sometimes you know who it is because you know a person that well or sometimes they out themselves in the comment section that this is my story I wrote it so there's a, there's a built-in safeguard there I can imagine that somebody with sinister intentions right. will be sinister <laughs> but th- that's a difficult thing if you want the community to help you you have to share something anything <laughs> and then we will try to make sure that it remains yours and that no one else will take it but for us to help we need to see it Romance classes predominantly women? Yeah. It's not supposed to be the case. We want to be more, we want to show that it can be not just women. But that's a problem that we have to work on to show that we're safe for queer authors. I, I'm not concerned about straight men feeling. <laughs> if, if that was the question, like, uh, why aren't there more straight men writing romance? I'm not really looking for them. <laughs> I was trying to get a feel for your demographic. Yeah. Wondering if there were interesting situations because somebody came in with, like, it's not your stereotypical romance writer or reader. Yeah, it's really mostly women. And it shows in the percentage of the books that we write. So it's 96% male-female romances, which is not good. It should be more diverse than that. But we tried to diversify that by encouraging male-male, female-female within an anthology. So we have some authors who are gay and lesbian and bi. And we also have readers who are trans, non-binary, pan, but they're not yet writing full novels. We only have two full-length female-female novels. We don't have a full-length male-male novel yet. We don't want the others to write it just because it's missing. We want own voices. So that's a publishing term that we picked up from the international community, which is hashtag own voices. So we want authors who go through that experience to write the thing. We have work to do in making sure that they feel included as readers. That's ongoing. You start off helping people write their books. And I'm guessing that most of the romance class authors are self-published as of now. Does romance class also provide publishing support? Like how to pick your printer, how to typeset, how to get a book cover, that sort of thing. Yes. We first started helping each other write. And then now that the books have been released, now we had to support it. We had to be the readers for it. And as more books and more authors are getting involved, we're now a resource. 
So some people in the community are in the community, but they're not authors. They're editors. They're artists. You can get them for your cover. Uh, they're photographers. You can hire them to shoot a cover for you. Some of them are actors who can be on your cover if you feel that they represent your characters. We have people who do makeup. One of our stylists for our cover shoots is a reader also. So I love that it's all coming from the community because they read the books and they know the look. They know what everyone is going for. We have a printer that we use. We have people who can make your bookmarks, people who can make your shirts, your stickers. If you are already in touch with people who can help you make a book, of course, you can work with them. But joining a community like this and seeing the work, you will be introduced to people who make these things for us and you can hire them also. How did the readings come about? That was an experiment that I did uh, to test if dialogue sounded authentic, if the way that we wrote was cringeworthy or not. It was supposed to be for a workshop. I was going to surprise the participants at the end of the workshop by hiring two actors and having them read from the manuscripts. And it would be fun. It would be private. And uh, the workshop didn't happen. It got canceled. But I had booked the actors. <laughs> so what I did was I, I told authors from romance class to show up at the time and place where the workshop finale would have been. And then I had the actors read from romance class books. So that was the first time that we did that in that space. And it changed everything for us. Like, it made our books come alive. And as an author, it tested how our dialogue sounded. And it sounded great. <laughs> because when you're a woman and you're writing, like, male dialogue, right, you're not sure if you're just projecting that you want men to sound this way and then a guy says it really well and you know that not only did you get it right but you got like a fantasy version <laughs> and you're hearing it come to life and it's possible so we experimented with making that into an event it's a thing that now when we would have a gathering we would have actors reading scenes from the books and it was so successful because people like cute people <laughs> reading <laughs> romance a good actor can sell a three-page scene without context and have somebody willing and ready and eager to read the book that it's from just like that do you have a favorite reader like <laughs> again like choosing among my children i like them all i love everybody but the first actors that we got ever and they're Often, still, the ones we get for everything uh, is Gio Gahol and Rachel Cote. They work in theater, and they're so reliable, and they're so great. You can really throw any character at them, and they will make you fall in love. We've learned so much about how people connect with words and connect with books, just having them involved. Well, now that you have the actors and all... It seems like a natural progression to go into audiobooks. Are you into audiobooks? Or I did produce an audiobook with Rachel. So she read one of my books. It's called Iris After the Incident. It's expensive to produce audiobooks, so I've only really produced one. But she did it for me. She read a book for nine hours. And it's really good, if I may say so myself. <laughs> but her performance of my book is just really good. And I feel that I appreciated my book more because of what she brought into it. And yes, we should be doing more of that, definitely. 
Our book giveaway for this episode is from Mina Villasquera. She's giving away two of her books, Kiss and Cry and What Kind of Day. Kiss and Cry is Mina's latest novel. Figure skater Cal and hockey player Ram were not allowed to date when they were younger. Ten years later, on his last three weeks in Manila, they get a second chance to see what their relationship might have been like. Okay, it's not going to be for someone who really loves hockey. There's not a lot of <laughs> hockey in it. <laughs> can't even add the next part. Okay. <laughs> what it is, though, is at the heart of it, it's a migration story. Because he plays for the Philippines, but he lives in the U.S., which is a, a case for a lot of our hockey players. Like, they're Phil-Am, or they're, they were originally from Europe or Australia, and then they move here to play, and then eventually they stop playing, and then they go back. But what if he falls in love right before he goes back? So that's what it is. It's about immigration. It's about where do you decide to stay? When do you decide to leave the country? And does love factor in at all in your decisions? What Kind of Day is another Kilig Fest from Mina. A senator speechwriter goes on an accidental tour of his own city and bonds with a tour guide who sees beauty in the chaos of Manila. That's actually a series that I had conceived to be somewhat West Wing years ago. Mm-hmm. It's really politics. It's a senator's office and a congresswoman's office and their staff. So that was what I had imagined. And then things happened, and now I don't even want to write about politicians. But I retained a few people in that new book. I don't know why I chose that as a Kindle. Because I was afraid to read romance, and I was afraid, <laughs> you know, what my reaction would be, mainly because I haven't been reading them for a mm-hmm. long time. And then I messaged her, shit, she's good. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's that's Thank a you, good that's a good that reaction. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's not very romantic. <laughs> but no, no, I, I just like my romance incorporated into something else, like but darker. I I totally understand yeah. though because even the way that I write, somebody told me later that there's an element of romance books that a lot of my books don't have, which is the declaration of love, like the big mm-hmm. scene where they say I love you to each other or propose marriage. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of cynical that way in that many of my books don't have that moment because right. I prefer, I don't know. I was surprised with <laughs> what kind of day because it really didn't follow any kind of formula, not Western, not Filipino. I had some American films that had the same tone and feel, mm-hmm. but it was nothing like anything. <laughs> so, <interesting>. Thanks. <laughs> So now is probably a good time for you to give more information about joining Romance Class. We have a website called romanceclassbooks.com and all the information is there. So there's no ongoing class right now, but I encourage anybody interested to first read the books. (laughs) If you read romance already, great, it's going to be easy. Uh, We write romance pattern very much after international romance books. Happy endings are required. We require agency and consent (laughs) in the stories. They shouldn't seem too difficult if you already read these kinds of books anyway. There are links there where you can purchase the textbook. And also they can just message 
media at romanceclassbooks.com or drop us a message on Facebook, Romance Class Books. We're on Instagram at Romance Class Books and on Twitter at Romance Class BKS. So anybody can just ask and see if they can participate in any of our events or classes in the future. Mina, can you tell us where we can find you online? I have a website. It's minaviasguerra.com that has everything that I'm into and events, activities. I'm also on Twitter at minaviasguerra. I'm on Instagram at minaviasguerra. And you can email me, minaviasguerra at gmail.com. This has been Book Laban. May your shelves be overflowing, your pages plentiful, and your heart filled with stories. Thank you for making us a part of your reading journey. This episode of Book Laban was produced by Josa Quinones and edited by Nina Toralba of Puma Podcast.